Chapter Five, Part One of Commentary in the Gospel of John, Book Five, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Philip Edward Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Five, that not inferior in might and wisdom to God the Father is the Son, yea, rather His very wisdom and might. And of myself I do nothing, but as the Father taught me, I speak these words. He speaketh in more human wise, in that the Jews could not otherwise understand, nor endure to hear from him unveiled things God befitting. For on these matters are they found hurling stones at him, and setting it down as blasphemy, that, being man, he made himself God withdrawing therefore the surpassingness of god-befitting glory and having much bereft his language of its splendour he condescends most excellently to the infirmities of the hearers and since searching into their mind within he finds that they know him not to be god he fashions his discourse in human wise that their dispositions may not be again kindled unto anger and they foolishly dart away from cleaving to him even a little ye shall know therefore he says when ye have lifted up the son of man that i am ye shall know again in like manner that of myself i do nothing but as my father taught me so i speak and what need of these words tell me may some one haply say and what does christ teach us herein therefore we will say piously and with fair distinction expanding each of the things said ye have never ceased he saith falling upon my deeds as though wrought madly and unholily ye condemned me oft as not refusing to transgress as wont to act contrary to the lawgiver for i loosed the paralytic from his so great infirmity i compassionated a man on the sabbath but seeing he saith you who ought to have wondered at it finding fault thereat and missing much of what befit me yea even just now i explaining to you what belongs to salvation was persuading you to advance to the desire of sharing in light then did i show you the very light for declaring to you mine own nature i said i am the light of the world and ye acting and counselling most unadvisedly rose up against my words and dared unrestrainedly to say thy record is not true when then ye have lifted up the son of man that is when ye compass him about with death and behold him superior to the bonds of death for i shall rise from the dead since i am god by nature then ye shall know he says that i do nothing of myself but as my father taught me so i speak for ye will learn when ye see that the son too is god by nature that i am by no means self-opiniate but ever of one will with god the father and whatsoever he doth these things i too do not shrink from doing and whatever i know that he speaks i again speak for i am of the same essence as he that begat me for i healed the palsied on the sabbath day ye again were bitterly disposed thereat 
yet showed i you my father working on the sabbath also for i said my father worketh hitherto and i work therefore of myself i do nothing again i said i am the light of the world but ye imagined that i was saying something discordant from the father and in this too did i again shame you showing that he said of me behold i have set thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the nations in vain therefore he saith do ye accuse him who ever hath one will with the father and doth not dissonant to him nor endureth to say aught which is not his for this is the meaning i think that we should fit unto the words but the bitter wild beast will haply leap upon us the fighter against christ i mean arius and will cry out upon us as is likely and will come and say when the discourse sir was proceeding all right what made you pressing forward thrust it aside to your own mere pleasure and do you not blush at secretly stealing away the force of the truth lo clearly the son affirms that he does not of himself but that what he learns of god the father this he also speaks and so is conscious that his father is in superior position to himself what then most excellent sir will such an one hear in return is the son supplied with might and understanding from the father that he may be able to do and to speak without blame how then is he any longer god by nature who borrows from another power and wisdom just as the nature of the creature too has it for to those who from not being obtain being every thing that accrues to them is also surely god-given but not so is it in the son for him the divine scripture knows and proclaims as very god and i think that to him who is by nature god do all good things in perfect degree belong and that which possesses not perfection in every single thing that ought to be admired how will it be by nature god for as incorruption and immortality must surely belong to it naturally and not from without or imported so too the all perfection and lacking not in all good things but if according sir to thy unhallowed and unlearned argument the son be imperfect in regard of being able to do things god befitting and to speak what is right and yet he is the power and wisdom of the father according to the divine scripture to the father rather and not to him will so great an accusal belong for thus defining these things you will say that in potential no longer is god the father perfect nor yet is he wholly wise you see then whither the daring of thine unlearning sinks down and i marvel how this too has escaped thy acumen how tell me will god the father supply might to his own might or how will he render his own wisdom wiser for either one must needs say that it ever advances to something greater and goes forward by little and little to being capable of somewhat more than its existing strength which is both foolish and utterly impossible or must impiously suppose that he is strengthened by another how then will the son be any more called lord of hosts 
or how will he be any longer conceived of as wisdom and might strengthened according to you and made wise by another away with the blasphemy and absurdity of reasoning for either grant outright that the son is a creature that ye may have the whole of divinely inspired scripture crying out against you or if ye believe that he is by nature god grant grant that the properties of godhead pertain to him in perfect degree for it is the property of the natural being of god neither to be impotent about anything nor to come short of supreme wisdom yea rather to be wisdom and powers very self but in wisdom naught is through teaching nor yet in the chief and truly conceived of power do we see imported power but that by examining also the very nature of things we may more accurately test what are said by christ we will add this too to what has been said what so great deed hath the only begotten made man wrought that will surpass his inherent power for it was like i suppose that some would say that it then resulted that he should fitly say as having borrowed the power from god the father of myself i do nothing because he drove out the evil spirit let go the palsied from his infirmity freed the leper from his suffering gave the blind to see sated a no easily reckoned multitude of men with five loaves appeased the raging sea with a word raised lazarus from the dead shall we say that the manifestation herein is superior to his innate power then how tell me did he establish the so great heaven and spread it out as a tent to dwell in how founded he the earth how became he artificer of sun and moon and what pertains to the firmament how created he angels and archangels thrones and lordships and yet besides the seraphim he who was in so vast and supernatural position lacking neither might nor wisdom from another how could he be powerless in matters so small or how should he who by the holy prophets is glorified as wisdom need one who must teach him what to say to the jews for i hear a certain one say the lord who made the earth by his power who established the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens in his discretion and besides the divine daniel too says blessed be the name of god for ever and ever for wisdom and understanding and might are his but if his according to the prophet's voice are both might and wisdom who will any more endure the wordiness of the heterodox saying that the wisdom and power of the father is supplied with both power and wisdom from another but if we said says he that there were some other to supply to the son which he lacked of power or to teach him reasonably could ye attack us with words knowing that ye were on the side of him as insulted but since we say that god the father gives this what plea for a grievance any longer appears to you from thence therefore if ye think that ye will in nothing wrong the son 
in respect of his being by nature unlike him who begat him even though he be said to be supplied by him remember man your late words and be taught thereby not to be offended grant him to be in all things equal to his progenitor and in no way or respect whatever inferior to him but if it draw thee aside from the reasonings of orthodoxy and persuade thee to deem of him what is not lawful why dost thou vainly attempt to beguile us with so rotten words for it will make no difference at all whether god the father himself or any other than he be said to give aught to the son for having once fallen under the charge of receiving aught what gain will he derive though the person of the giver were exceeding illustrious for what difference tell me will it make to a person who refuses a blow to be struck with a wooden rod or a gilt one for it is not the suffering in this way that is good but the not suffering at all the son therefore being proved to be lacking in both power and wisdom if he be shown to receive aught from him and having herein complete accusal how is it not utterly foolish that we should smite our hearers with stale words and by inventions of deceit smear over the charge by deeming that no one else but the father alone is admitted as supplying him but i marvel at how though they think they are wise and in no slight degree practised in the art of making subtle distinctions with words foreign to the subject that this escaped them namely that by disparaging the impress of god the father that is to say the son ye do not so much accuse himself as him whose impress he is since he must of necessity so be as he is seen to be in the sun but says he the sun's own voice will compel thee even against thy will to consent to what he did not disdain to utter for himself hath confessed that he doth nothing of himself but that whatever he was taught of god the father these things he speaks well then to thee good sir let the things even that are well said seem to be not well seeing that thou deniest the light of truth but we again will go our own way and will deem of the only begotten as is customary and wanted with becoming piety comparing them with what is before us for if the only begotten had said i do nothing of myself but receiving power from god the father i both work wonders and am marvelled at it would be even thus a speech showing that he nowise ought to be accused therefore yet would our opponent have seemed to oppose us with greater show of reason but since he says simply and absolutely without any addition i do nothing of myself we will not surely say that he is blaming his own nature is infirm for aught but that he means something else that is true and incapable of being found fault with in order that transforming the force of the expression to man we may see accurately what he says let there be two men having the same nature equal in strength and like-minded one with another and let one of them say of myself i do nothing will he say this as powerless and able to do nothing at all of himself 
or as having the other co-approver and co-minded and co-joined with him thus conceive i pray of the son too yea rather much more than this for since the jews were foolishly springing upon him as he was working marvels even accusing the breach of the sabbath and imputing to him transgression of the law he at length showed god the father in all things co-minded and co-approver skilfully shaming the unbridled mind of them who believe him not for it was like that some would now shrink from any inclination to blame him when he said that he did all things according to the will of the father and pointed out his own will in his for that the son does all things according to the will of the father will show that he is not less and an underworker but of him and in him and consubstantial for since he is the very wisdom of the father and his living counsel he confesses that he does not do aught else than what the father wills whose both wisdom and counsel he is seeing that the understanding too that is in us does not aught of itself but accomplishes all that seems good to us and little is the example to the verity but it hath an image not obscure of the truth and as the understanding that is in us is accounted naught else than we ourselves in the same way i deem the wisdom of god the father that is to say the son is not other than he in regard to sameness of essence and exact likeness of nature for the father is father and the son son in their own person but because to this he adds as the father taught me i speak these things let no one think that the son is in need of teaching for anything whatsoever for great is the absurdity of reasoning herein but the force of what is said has this meaning for the jews who were not able to understand aught that was good were not only offended at what were marvellously wrought but also when aught god befitting was uttered one may see them in the same case and specially when he truly says i am the light of the world they were both cut to the heart and counselled all daring deeds but the lord jesus christ that he might convict them of vainly raging about this says that his own words are god the father's saying taught in more human wise yet we shall find the force of the speech not without a subtle inner thought and if the enemy of the truth will not admit what is human he very greatly wrongs the plan of the economy with flesh for the only begotten humbled himself being made man and for this reason oft-times he speaketh as man but let him know again that the saying as the father taught me so i speak will no way injure the son in respect of god befitting dignity for we will show that this saying of his too is on all sides sound and right but let yon accuser of the doctrines of piety answer us who ask who tell me teaches the new-born babe to use human voice why does he not roar as a lion or imitate some other of the irrational creation 
but nature its teacher fashioning after the property of the sower that which is of him must need surely and will proceed to that common sound used by all it is then possible without being taught to learn of nature which infuseth so to say the whole property of the sower into the offspring thus therefore does the only begotten himself here to affirm that he learned of the father for what nature is to us that full surely may god the father be reasonably conceived of to him and as we since we are men and of men learning untaught from nature speak as befits men so he too since he is god of god by nature learnt as of his own nature to speak as god and to say things befitting god as is i am the light of the world for what he knows that he is because of the father from whom he is for he is light of light this he said that he learnt of him having a sort of untaught learning of god befitting works and words from the own nature of him who begat him mounting up as by necessary laws to sameness in all things of will and of word with god the father for how must not sameness of will and equality and likeness in words needs be without contradiction inexistent in those who have the same nature of god altogether are we speaking not of us for us divergences of manners and differences of wills and tyrannies of passions drag aside from the limits of what befits but the divine and inconceivable nature being the same always and fixed immovably in its own goods what divergences unto aught else can it have or how will it not altogether advance the straight course of its own purpose and both speak and accomplish what belongs to it the only begotten then being of the same essence with him who begat him and pre-eminent in the dignities of the one godhead will i suppose surely and of necessity work whatever the father himself too works for this is the meaning of doing nothing of himself and will surely speak what belongs to him who begat him not as a minister or bidden or as a disciple but possessing as the fruit of his own nature to use the words also of god the father for herein shines forth clearly and apart from all railing this namely that nothing is said by him as from himself twenty nine and he that sent me is with me and hath not left me alone herein he shows clearly that he interprets the counsel of god the father himself having none other than is in him how could he for he is himself the living and hypostatic counsel and will of him who begat him as is said in the book of the psalms by one of the saints in thy counsel thou guidest me and again lord by thy will thou gavest might to my beauty for in christ are all good things to them that love him but as bringing forth unto our knowledge the things that are in god the father 
for as this word of ours uttered externally and poured forth through the tongue makes known what is in the deep of our understanding both receiving as some learning the will that is in our mind in respect of anything and impelled by it to utter it in such manner so again we will piously conceive that the son surpassing the force of the example in that he is himself both word and wisdom of god the father uttered what exists in him and since he is not impersonal as is man's but in being and living as having his own being in the father and with the father he says here that he is not alone but that with him is him also that sent him but when he says with me he indicates again something god befitting and mystic for we do not think that he saith thus namely that as god may be for instance with a prophet guarding him that is with his own might and aiding him by his favour or by the enlightenment through the spirit stirring him up to prophecy that so is he that begat him with him but here too he puts with me in another sense for he that sent me he says that is to say god the father is in the same nature as i after this sort will you understand that too which is in isaiah the prophet about christ know ye people and be ye worsted for with us is god for our discourse hereon will befit those who have set on him their hope of being saved and these too say with us is god not as though any should imagine that god will be our co-worker and co-assistant but that he will be with us that is of us for the word of god hath become man and in him we have all been saved and burst the bonds of death and put off the corruption of sin since god the word being in the form of god hath come down to us and become with us as then we here understand with us is god for the word of god the father hath become of the same nature with us so here too preserving the same analogy in our thoughts when christ says he that sent me is with me and hath not left me alone we shall clearly understand him to indicate mystically that as we said before god the father is of the same nature as i and hath not left me alone for it were altogether impossible not to have wholly with me god the father of whom i am begotten and perhaps some one will say and will ask more thoughtfully why does the saviour say such things or what was it induced him to come to this explanation to this we will reply showing that profitably and of necessity did he add this too to what he had already said for since he said that as the father taught me i speak these things needs does he show that the father is now co-with him and consubstantial with him that he may be believed to speak what is his as god the things of god and urged on by the natural property of him that begat him to say what is god befitting 
just as the children of men having of their nature some untaught learning as we said above know truly the properties of human nature we must not therefore be offended when the son says that he learned aught from the father for not for this reason will he be found less than he nor yet alien according to them and let us consider the matter thus not in knowing any thing or in not knowing it is the matter of essence tested but in what each by nature is as for example suppose paul in sylvanus and let paul know and be instructed perfectly in the mystery as to christ sylvanus somewhat less than paul are they then not alike in nature or will paul surpass sylvanus in respect of essence because he knows the depth of the mystery more than the other but i suppose that no one will be foolish to such an extent as ever to suppose that their nature is severed by reason of superiority or inferiority in knowledge when then the condition of essence is as we have said accurately proved not to lie in learning or teaching aught it will no wise injure the son in regard of his being by nature god if he say that he learns aught of his own father for not on this account will he go forth from consubstantiality with him but abideth wholly what he is god of god light of light but you will perhaps say how then the father is greater in knowledge for therefore doth he teach the son but we again will say that we have entirely shown through many words that the wisdom of the father is without any need of learning and instruction and having joined together many arguments thereto we proved that their speech has its exit in boundless blasphemy next it is necessary to tell thee besides that the son's aim and special care is ever to abate his own dignity and not to speak much in god-befitting manner because of the form of the servant and of the abasement thence for our sakes undertaken for whither hath he descended and whence unto what removed if he say nothing inferior and not wholly worthy of god-befitting glory for for these reasons he often takes the form of not knowing as man what as god he knows you will see this clearly in the history of lazarus and bethany whom when now of four days and stinking he with wonder-working might and most god-befitting voice caused to return to life look at the economy fashioned herein for knowing that lazarus was dead and having foreannounced this as god to his disciples in human wise he asked saying where have ye laid him o wondrous deed he who was living far away from bethany and was not ignorant as god that lazarus is dead how sought he to learn where the tomb was but you will say thinking most rightly that he made faint of the question arranging something profitable receive therefore in this case too that he economically says that what he knows as god this he learnt of the father not permitting the mad folly of the jews to be further excited and punishing the wrath of the more unlearned 
he does not introduce god-befitting language to them unsoftened although it rather befitted him so to do but since they were surmising that he is yet mere man he mingling as it were the dignity of the godhead with man-befitting words speaks economically more lowly than he is for i do always the things that please him receive i pray herein too the solution of what seem hard and observe clearly that he rightly interprets of myself i do nothing for for this reason he says testified i that i do nothing of myself when i but now addressed you because it is my habit and practice to do nothing discordant to god the father nor to be able to do anything save what pleaseth my progenitor it is then very clear that in this alone will it be understood that the son doth nothing of himself namely in his ever doing what pleases god the father so that except he had thus wrought he would have done somewhat of himself that is to say contrary to the will of him that begat him it is not then because he comes short of the paternal goodness nor because of being able to achieve naught of his own strength that he here affirms that he does nothing of himself but because he is co-minded and co-willer ever with his progenitor in everything and has no thought of ever accomplishing any thing as it were separately and we do not going off into extravagant notions think that the son is here displaying in himself any virtue proceeding of choice and habit but rather the fruit of nature that knows no turning which needs not the divine help in counselling to do anything for as to the creatures inasmuch as they are capable of turning to the worse and of giving way to changes from better to worse good will be fruit of the pious and virtuous disposition but as to the divine and all-surpassing nature it is not so for since all change in turn is removed and has no place good will be the fruit of the unalterable nature just as heat in fire or cold in snow for fire has obviously its proper action not a voluntary notion but natural and essential without the power of being otherwise except it be driven away from its action by the will of its maker therefore not as we or aught other of the rational creation mastered by our free will to press forward to do what pleases god the father not so does the only begotten say thus but as following the laws of his own nature and able to think and do not save according to the will of him who begat him for how could the consubstantial in one godhead ever be at variance with itself or how could it do what liketh it not as though any had power to turn it aside unto aught else for though god the father exist properly and by himself likewise both the son and the spirit yet is the holy and consubstantial trinity not riven asunder unto complete severance but the whole fulness thereof mounteth up unto one nature of godhead 
we must besides consider this too that no argument can reasonably pull down the son from his sameness of nature with the father seeing that he affirmed that he always doth what pleaseth him but rather being consubstantial with him will he be thereby acknowledged to be god of god by nature and very for who tell me will savour the things of god after a god-befitting and exact manner except himself too be by nature god or who will perform always what is pleasing to him if he have not a nature beyond the reach of the worse and have for his share the choice dignity of the divine nature i mean being unable to sin for of the creature it has been said who will boast that he has his heart clean or who will be confident that he is pure from sins and elsewhere the divine scripture extending its utterance even to the very utmost bound says the stars are not pure in his sight for angels albeit far removed from our condition and having a firmer status as to virtue have not kept their own princedom for by reason of some being altogether torn thence and falling into sin the whole nature of rational creation lies under the charge of being recipient of sin and powerless to be imparticipate of change for the worse and the reasonable and godlike living creature upon the earth hath fallen not after any long period but in the first man adam wholly therefore refused to the creature is unchangeability and unturning and being able to be of nature the same to god alone that is in truth will it belong but this shines forth full well in the sun for he did no sin as paul saith neither was guile found in his mouth god therefore is the sun and by nature of god who cannot sin nor ever overstep what befits his nature when then he confesses that he does always those things that please the father let no one be offended nor deem that in lesser rank than the father is he who is of him but let him rather think piously that as god of god by nature he ascendeth under the sameness of counsel and so to speak sameness of work with him who begat him End of chapter 5, part 1